Welcome to Town Square Media's Jersey Shore Journal with Vin Avenue. This is a weekly public affairs program designed to keep you informed about important issues affecting Monmouth and Ocean Counties. Now here's Vin Avenue with this week's Jersey Shore Journal. And a good evening to you. I hope that you've all had a great weekend and I thank you for joining me to discuss the Jersey Shore here on Sunday night. My guest on the show tonight is Regina Mullen of Manalapin. Then Dana Alexander has a look at what's on the Jersey Shore calendar this week. It's now been just over a year's time since Regina Mullen lost her son, 24-year-old Kyle Mullen, following Hell Week training out in San Diego with the U.S. Navy in February of 2022. She's been on a quest, a mission, ever since to find out answers about what exactly happened to Kyle that week and what happened in the days, weeks, and months after his passing, and also on a mission to hold those accountable and help put in measures that ensure that this never happens again to anyone. Regina Mullen joined myself and Dave Crossan recently on Short Time with Vin and Dave. That's on every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. on 94.3 The Point to discuss where her quest and her mission for answers has taken her here at this point in 2023. It is Regina Mullen of Manalpin who... Uh, suffered an unthinkable loss uh, about a year ago now of uh, her son Kyle, 24-year-old K- Kyle Mullen, who uh, just finished up uh, Hell Week with the U.S. Navy SEALs out near San Diego and uh, quickly passed away right after that. And we had Regina on the show back in uh, July of last year here on Short Time to discuss kind of what was going on at that point, what happened then, what she knew at that point as well, and we had asked her to come back to for an update and to um, also continue to celebrate uh, the, Kyle's life as well. So, Regina, before we, we discuss anything, we want to welcome you back onto the show here Sunday morning and uh, in person as well. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for being here. So I, I I'm struggled to, to kind of come up with the words. It's So I came up with unthinkable, um, certainly can't relate myself, and I know Dave's uh, said that as well, to your loss, um, what you were feeling last year, and then certainly after, after it hit the one-year mark uh, of it all, just how difficult of a time has it been just this month, um, you know, a year into you doing diligently uh, into looking into answers and looking into what happened and why, uh, just what has this all been like for you lately? I think as time goes on, it actually hurts worse, to be honest with you, because um, they were supposed to investigate the SEALs, investigate themselves, then they were going to give me a briefing, and then it was canceled because they get a do-over, and I tell them my son doesn't get his life a do-over. So they get a do-over because their investigation was basically they were blaming him for his own death. They were speculating steroids which they planted in the media which was very upsetting to me because I was getting horrific messages through Facebook Messenger calling me you know him a cheater and me a horrible mother so that was horrible oh, for the Navy oh yeah and then I had a line of duty investigation oh because the big Navy now is taking over the investigation that the sales couldn't do themselves um, then I had a line of duty investigation and um, you know I asked for Congress to be there Chris Smith was helping me and at first they told the secretary, chief of staff, that you know, it was their policy that 
Congress couldn't go. And then I said, ask for the writing of that policy. Sure enough, they didn't have a writing. They were lying to Congress. So they got to go, which I was glad that they were supportive of me because during the line of duty investigation, obviously I saw a lot of discrepancies and questions of why they didn't save my son's life when they had plenty of opportunities. Their medical staff was there on site, and his oxygen was 84% at one point, and then another hour and a half later it was still only 86% with crackling lungs, which means there's fluid in his lungs, which the only way to detect pneumonia is by a chest X-ray, and anyone standing there should have uh, gave him that opportunity to Mm. save his life, but they didn't. So now it still stands that the big Navy is still – not completed it, or it's completed, I'm told, and it had to get signed off on two levels, and then a third level, which they don't give me a date yet as to when I'm going to get the briefing on the command investigation. Supposedly, maybe people will get in trouble. I'm kind of losing faith with that because I was tipped off that the commander was getting a lateral move. They had this thing in the Navy called the selection board, okay, where they vote basically or who gets promoted where. Mm. And instead of going through that board, they were going to kind of sidestep him and to some job in Washington, D.C., where then in two years he'd be able to become admiral. So even with Congress there, though, when I was getting that line of duty investigation, I was asking them if the admiral, before he retired the Thursday night, if he had, I called it an admiral mast with the commander Geary, that's who was in charge of Bud's training, Mm. and they were denying it twice until I got really irate, and I said, you mean to me, Thursday night, 8 o'clock, he didn't go there with his lawyer, and then in front of Congress, oh, yeah, well, he did. You know, they were almost like lying, and that's why it came out in the news that two people got reprimanded, but it's not really a reprimand. It's called a letter of censure, and basically they wouldn't tell me what it said, on the letter, and it's really just a letter in their file, which basically does nothing that's not discipline in my eyes. So right now it stands, I, it's not, I don't, I'm not briefed on the investigation. Nobody's in trouble. I think they just kind of move them around within the Navy, and that's kind of where it stands right now. And I'm told that it's difficult to, like, even sue the military because of a thing called Ferris Doctrine which that's what people could do is write to Congress or anyone in Congress throughout the country is tell them that Congress needs to define incidents of service because that's why mm. these atrocities are happening all throughout the military, all branches, the stories that I've heard from women out there. It's really, really sickening. And the people who perpetrate the harm on the individuals that pass away or just get harmed or abuse of power, they don't get in trouble because it, they keep protecting them by the wording incidents of service. But the way my son died is not incidents of service. That's sheer medical neglect, and he should have been alive today. What have uh, recent conversations been like, um, I guess, if any, um, let's just say within the last couple months with anybody in the military, uh, NCIS, uh, the Navy, um, have you gotten much information, if anything, out of No. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, the my liaison that I just wanted an updated form because it says pending death, their death certificate. It doesn't have the actual cause written on it. And that just, he had money in some like savings account. It's not a lot, but that's for me to get it. I mean, it's probably less than $1,000. They make 
next to zero for money. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, you mentioned Congressman uh, Chris Smith before. Who, um, for those out there who don't know, represents a portion of uh, Monmouth and Ocean Counties down in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what conversation? Not even the last couple weeks or whatever, but uh, what kinds of conversations have you had with Congressman Smith? What is he? Uh, said that he would work on or look into? Well, he wrote that bill. Uh, it's in Kyle's name for the medical care during training, basically mm. for all military. And I didn't want to make it a political thing, left or right. But, I mean, Andy Kim did help me initially. He spoke to the Secretary of Navy asking, you know, what's going on with this. And um, he helped address it. And then Chris Smith really was my area at the time, and he definitely was – you know, spearheading it and following up nice. with the Navy yeah. and really helping me immensely. And he heard actually from a man that was secured Hell Week with my son, who now finally is medically separated. But he was the only one of the 20 men that secured Hell Week with my son that basically stuck, stood up to the commander. And, um, yeah, they tried to dishonorable discharge him and do really bad things towards him, but he is medically, kind of medically separated right now or discharged. Um, but he, they all have a lot of lifelong medical injuries from the training itself. Many of the men, it's terrible. Yeah, uh, with with any number of those related mm-hmm. situations. Um, but they say people will go, oh, well, he signed up for that. And that's not true because, you know, it's glorified in the, the movies and the books that, the medical team's going to be there, and they were supposed to have protocols. What happened is, under this command, the bar was raised of how long it, do you stay in the water? Because I have asked, how long is too long before you get hypothermia? How long is too long? Sure. How cold was the water? Do they know what the bacteria level is? And that's a whole nother area where the bacterial level is super high in that water out there because some plant, some sewage plant from uh, – Mexico is 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 deteriorated into the water, and it's known our government has given tons of money. There, I don't know how many millions or whatever the amount is, and Chris Smith verified that I'm right with that. So even when I was getting my line of duty investigation, I said, well, what was the bacteria level of the water? Sure. Pneumonia. I don't right. know if it's from that. And I get no. They said, oh, it's checked. Who checked it? What's the qualifications? What was the bacteria? They don't tell me an answer. I ask who, what's their training, the medical team? You know, they don't tell you that either. Where are they trained? Who are they? They don't tell you anything. Wow. It's terrible. The way it's run is so terrible. Nobody should join until there's protocols. And I want outside independent um, oversight, not just the big Navy, because that's still, I said, so you have the crime family investigate themselves. That doesn't go so well. So let's call in Cousin Vinny. That's the big Navy. Come on. It's not, they're not going to, let's see what happens, but I don't have faith in it. So not just looking into uh, to Kyle's uh, death, mm-hmm. but just for future to yep. make sure that protocols are in place yep. that has some outside consultation, or I guess even from Congress with, yep. um, and credit to uh, Congressman Chris Smith for doing all the work he has yes. uh, to this point. He's done great work. Yep. Um, so just looking into Kyle's death, but also making sure that there are well, protocols in place that are so followed. Many things going wrong, like they're cheating with the guys through. Like you think that... Oh, it's just about how good you are with those tests now. There's this thing called an O course that they have to go through, and they have to pass mm. it twice out of three times. It's not even digital. 
there's someone standing there writing a score. So basically, if you're an officer, you're favored, you know, and enlisted, which my son was, there's, you know, and if you're well-liked or if your father is a previous SEAL, you're getting pushed through. So it's not even an electronic eye, like you run across like a 5K run in any town. Mm. They're handwriting it in. Like even hit my son's pulse ox. I said, well, how was that documented? Should be on like an iPad technology today. You could write your name, the date, right. the stamp, the time. Sure. Nope. I said, what is it, handwritten in pencil? You could erase it and write the right number now? It's a joke. Wow. It's really embarrassing how it's, and it's funded a lot by Congress. So Congress has the ability to make sure there's no cheating going on and it's forthright. And like the 20 that secured Hell Week with my son, like I said, one stood up. One's a son of a very popular retired SEAL who has, you know, this podcast. So he's he going to say anything? No. <laughs> he can't. Yeah, hopefully. So I said if they all stood together, their strength in numbers, they could all, st- but they're all afraid. They're threatened not to say anything and told not to say anything. Mm-hmm. So would you like to see Congress look into some of those protocols and yep. make any changes to... I guess, for accountability, for procedure? There needs to be set protocols, independent oversight, not independent, meaning the big Navy needs to be independent outside the Navy of someone they, whatever, hire to look and make sure it's set. And they should know how long is too long. And if someone's spitting up blood, they're supposed to, how are you treating that? How are you treating VEED, which is viral gastroenteritis? What are the set protocols for? You, I ask these questions, I get no answers. Would you like to see... Some sort of, uh, I guess, uh, medical personnel, a doctor yep. involved in the process with well, protocols? there was a doctor there, but I don't know what kind of credentials that doctor has. And there's no nurses there, I believe. And I don't think they're using stethoscopes. Just last week, they weren't using a stethoscope, which can simply hear there's a problem with your lungs and they should send them to go, go get checked. Because when I went out there, the commander had the audacity to say to me, well, I heard your son was asked twice to go to medical, and he didn't want to go. Well, I'm like, do you hear yourself? He hadn't slept in five days. Does he know what day of the week it is? And why? You can't diagnose yourself. You don't know that your lungs have fluid in it. You don't know what your oxygen level. You don't even know what that means. They're telling him, grind it out. Pain is not what you think it is, on one hand. Then they're telling him, do you want to go to medical? That's the medical team job. I'm sorry, that's not my son's job. Yeah, to be able yeah. to recognize that in yeah. somebody right. that something doesn't look right, right here. Because somebody may not say something because right. they don't want to be looked at a certain way, like right. they can't handle what's exactly. being asked. Exactly, but they about. also, years past, someone would tell them, go, go get checked right. at medical. Now they were making them, either you ring the bell and quit, then you can go to medical, or you can try to continue on and you'll fail for performance. Mm. Wow. That's what they were doing. And they could say they weren't, but that's what they were doing. So just protocols are just well, need to be tra- you know, there's. I know that has to be hard. I'm not saying it doesn't oh, have sure. to be hard. Right. And they were supposed to get exposed to that tear gas. But there's a point where there's exposure and there's a point where it's torture. These men were absolutely tortured. You can't even treat a dog in training that way and leave him in a cage or the barracks to die without someone being in jail or in trouble. So it's a year later and no one's in trouble. That's disgusting. Find a way to install the proper training to get them ready, but also be Mm -hmm. humane in in the medical part of it to make sure that they're 
physically right. able to, to handle everything well, and that now, they're not ill. The only thing that I do hear that they put in place, which i shocked that it wasn't there, that there's 24-hour monitoring medically for the men because when my son secured at, let's say, 10 o'clock, I mean, I spoke to him 11 o'clock their time. It was 2 o'clock New Jersey time. He was in very bad condition. I heard it over the phone. But they sent the medical team home at noon. Hmm. And there was no one on base. And a man did call. A 21-year-old called. I spoke to him. Mm. He called the Bud's medical team. And they're told, and I think they signed something, that they can't go outside Bud's medical because then they get dropped. Because they oh, don't wow. want the world to know the condition of the men. And in a sense, I get that because they're used to the training. But in another sense, if you're going to let the team go, they have no choice to help themselves. But they were told if they call 911, he would get dropped. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he chose not to be dropped. He thought he would lay down and get better. Well, he laid down, sure. the blood in his lungs cut off his oxygen. And he died in front of a 19-year-old and a 21-year-old in the barracks. Oh, and the commander bleached the barracks before NCIS got there. How convenient was that for him? Regina, and looking back and knowing everything you do now, everything you've learned through any number of channels, NCIS, the Navy, uh, Congress, uh, through your um, diligent efforts to try and track down as many answers as possible into what happened to Kyle and why. Uh, what have you learned of what happened to Kyle that day? Any conversations you had with him? And then certainly in the days, weeks, months, and now year that have followed into trying to put together the pieces into what was going on with Kyle at that point and who was or wasn't doing anything. Well, I... The bar was raised, like I said, for the training. So he went through apparently different training than original SEALs did. But regardless of that, he got through it. And the main thing that killed him is the medical team missed their their job. They didn't send him to get help. They knew he was compromised. They gave him oxygen. The medical team failed him. He would be alive here today if he was intubated like the other man was. Yeah. They called 911. He would be here today because it was acute pneumonia that killed him. That's pre- treatable. In, and I know you're, you're also um, a nurse and everything. So, I mean, in, in the condition that you surmised that he was in at the time with what he was going to, you yeah. talking on the phone and what you learned, I mean, just what should have happened uh, once uh, blood was filling up or water in the well, lungs? Once he secured Hell Week when they supposedly checked him, they said his pulse ox was whatever, 98. That's nearly impossible. I don't believe them. They're liars. But if they would have checked with a stethoscope, they would have heard his lungs compromised. They should have. They knew all the men put him first to get checked. They didn't check him. And if really, quite frankly, all the men should be checked really extensively, whether it's urine analysis, blood work, and checking their chests mm-hmm. because of what they just been through. Sure. And had they been medically monitored, be alive today. There's no question. So should there be something at the before Hell Week even starts, some sort of uh, round of medical tests that everybody should have to go through, check where you're at at that point, and then do something on a daily basis at the end of the day or well, end of the week? I guess they do certain to get to into the Navy. Um, and like he did have that enlarged heart and everybody's asking me about I mean, I don't want to make it about that, the vaccine, but he never had an enlarged heart. So was that caused by it? I don't know. That is a problem that needs to be looked at, too. But I don't want to get into that. that right. Kill no, him. I understand. He definitely died from pneumonia. And I guess think they're given a different antibiotic now. 
Um, if the medical team is sending them to get further checked and then they either get medically rolled back, if they get three tries through, that's all they have to do is get them checked and get medically rolled back for a second time. You get three tries, you mm. get three medical rollbacks before then you're dropped to the, in the, the Navy. You owe the Navy time for just in signing up. Through all the phone calls that you've made, the emails, the messages that you've mm-hmm. you've put out there, I know con- you mentioned in the last segment, Congressman Chris Smith has been a big help, um, and and continues to be. What ha- what have you learned about what happened to Kyle, and what are some answers that are a little fuzzy that you've received or don't understand, or some answers that you are pursuing or have pursued but just haven't gotten a full answer or any clarity on yet. Um, well, I know I want set protocols. I know I want to know wh- what the treatment is for um, the diseases that they get, um, what happens when they don't follow the protocols. Some of the instructors that were instructing my son, was one was already under investigation. Why was he instructing my son? I don't know. Any The commander, why was he still commanding when my son died? Any other profession, they're pulled from command and until the investigation is complete. He shouldn't be promoted. He should be in big trouble. It's under his command. A man died unnecessarily. So that's not happening. I don't know why. Um, There's this thing called the Ferris Doctrine. Unfortunately, I learned about it, where Congress must define incidents of service because it will hold people accountable. Where right now, if atrocities like this, medical negligence or certain things happen in the military, families can't sue the military. They could try, but most of them's denied because it says incidents of service. It dates back from the 1950s, a doctrine, but Congress, Supreme Court kicked it back to Congress to define the term incidents of service. It was for when you were in combat. Right Mm. now, this is non-combat training. This is not incidents of service. This is neglect that a man died. And it's unfortunately happening throughout all branches of the military. There is negligence and not just medical, just a lot of different negligence and abuse and they're getting away with it. And that's a problem. You can't get away with things like that because there's civil law and military law, and, and unfortunately they're not aligned enough where they need to be. have people get in trouble. Have you had uh, many conversations with other, uh, I guess, moms, parents out there who've mm-hmm. had uh, sons or daughters in the military who've, um, who've either passed away or who have become ill um, and what are some of the things that you've learned from them that are either similar to what happened to Kyle or different? But well, one recently, I mean, it's two years ago, and Stacy Beals in North Jersey, her son died in training for Marine training, mm. and basically he didn't get water, and he was found hours later. I just don't know the you know, particulars, but I know that happened, so okay. that's an atrocity. That's a problem. Yeah. That shouldn't be considered incidents of service. There's another woman I spoke to, her, her son ratted out somebody in the, I think it's the army, where they were selling drugs and then somehow that person got discharged but got back on base and cut the guy's neck off with a box cutter in the barracks. Oh, wow. There's another wo- terrible. Yeah, there's another woman I, I'm friends with on, you know, I spoke to her plenty of times. Her son hit his head doing something. Uh, it was in the army. I think it was maybe the Marines. And he hit his head. He went. To, he was getting headaches. He went to go get medically checked, and they sent him back. Gave him like Tylenol. He went twice. They sent him back to the barracks. They didn't find him to days later. Ugh. They were fl- spraying from oh breeze in the barracks. That poor woman. I mean, that's terrible. Days later, 
They don't even know the day that he died because they didn't find him two days later and the medical team neglected him as well. My son was neglected definitely because he should have been treated for pneumonia. So there's, those are the ones that come to the top of my yeah. head. That's disgusting enough. Yeah. What, what were the conversations with Kyle like in the, the, during Hell Week? Anytime you were on the phone with him, uh, did he express to you any concerns with what was going on, how he was feeling, if he had heard or seen anything that um, didn't look right or sound right? Yeah, well, he, I mean, he loved all the guys. He liked it out there, but he did tell go. me that a lot of guys out there were doing the steroids, which they tried to blame on him because they found needles in his car, but he was sharing his car with other men. So my comment to that was, if I lend my car to someone right. and they smoke cigarettes and they leave their pack of cigarettes in the car, does that mean I smoke? No, that's mm. ridiculous. Two toxicologies, full extensive, and they even did tested his brain tissue. There was no steroids whatsoever, but they had the audacity to send those needles back to me. Oh, that's terrible. Wow. When they knew we didn't do it, and they sent them back to me. That's terrible. I, I had to open that. Mm-hmm. So they put that out there, that seed out there, and he was not a cheater, and he didn't do it. Has, has NCIS or anybody been able to uh, dive into those uh, allegations and clear Kyle of any of that? Have well, you heard that anything? Well, was when I was glad Chris Smith came, to me with the, came with me to the line of duty investigation because – they were going to have a press release, and it wasn't going to say anything about he didn't do steroids, had nothing to do with it. And I had to fight with them. And then Congress stepped in. Chris Smith said, it's proven fact by all the toxicology and the brain tissue that he didn't do. Why can't you put that in a statement out to the public? Sure. It mm. took like three hours of really right. pressing the issue with them. And I didn't find out till like the middle of the night that they were going to add that you know, wording in there, which is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I have, they had the, for, I said, you already killed my son. You now, why can't you clear his name? Because they tarnished his character. And it took a fight and Congress, Chris Smith helped me with that. I'm very grateful that he I'm helped I'm glad me. they got put in there. Oh, very sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, very uh, important. Yeah, Chris Smith is certainly fighting for, um, and looking into a lot of different issues related to, to human rights, um, domestically and, and abroad as well. I mean, so he he's, was definitely instrumental in helping me and I'm glad that he came with me because I don't know if they would have just listened to me. What would you like to see? Obviously, I know Chris Smith is continuing uh, on this to, to help find some answers, but overall, what do you? What would you like to see Congress, especially with, even with new, new leadership this year, uh, what would you see, like to see Congress do in the handling of Kyle's uh, death investigation, but also with looking into what's going on and what needs to be changed? Well, the timeline of how long it takes is actually absurd, but um, we have to wait for them to get a chance to see what their command investigation says. I think, it, like I've been saying from day one, it needs independent oversight outside the Navy. Uh, and those protocols set, uh, incidents of the service defined from Congress, um, you know, instructors can instruct if they're under investigation, they should be pulled, they should be reprimanded. Um, uh, my, like I sure. said, my son doesn't get a do-over for his life, and they got the seals are ready. Should be embarrassed with themselves. They can't investigate it, and they got a do-over for the big navy now to come in and do it. And uh, the steroid problem is supposedly a problem. A guy said it's out there, and it's a big money maker, and it's like a, having a mafia out there, and it's going to be hard for me to. 
do anything about that. My son wasn't doing it, and that's a separate issue, but I don't know how they fix that. Yes, yeah, so, no certainly a lot that still has to be oh, looked so, into. The bacterial level. To find water, out what's going on. Protocol, the cheating with the, you know, everything needs to be digi- digitized. Sure. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, you would think, you know, elite of the Navy, funded billions of dollars from Congress, everything would be, you know, dot your T's and, you know, dot your I's and cross your right. T's. You know, you would have it fine tooth comb, it run, run like that. It's run like. I mean, it was terrible that I, I can't even believe it wasn't medically monitored and the medical team was sent home at noon when the men went through five days of no sleep, frigid weather, and barely eating and sleeping. I mean, how do you do that? You wow. get refugees from the water and, and they're sent to the hospital medically treated, you know? Yeah. The, the, the refugees coming across, they get put up in five-star hotels and medical, you know, checked. But you bring up a valid point. Somebody going through that whole process yeah, like you, your son did, come on. there should have been the attention for an extended period of time yep. going through all yeah. that, any of the men. Yeah, and they immediately are doing it now. But I had to scream and yell out there for them to even do that. I said they should all be put in the same room. They should all have medical beds where the head of the bed is up so you don't laying down. You're not choking on your own, you know. Right. Yeah, the, the, bodily uh, fluids makes sense. in my yeah. son. Yeah, I mean, it's just how that, how I had to scream and yell at them to get that done is a little ridiculous. Regina, over the last year, what has it meant? Obviously, it's not just, you know, the Menalpin community or Monmouth County, uh, but New Jersey, and I'm sure others, as they've heard this story across the country, what has it meant to get feedback or to, for people to reach out either in support or, um, you know, seeing how they could help? What has this all meant? To, to you and to your family just with people reaching out looking to help or looking to learn more about Kyle? Um, well, I just, I got to know how much people really cared about him and people try to tell me information through the, you know, the internet and things like that. And unfortunately, there's, I learned throughout the military all the atrocities going on, which I didn't want to learn about and I know about. Uh, I just know I miss him terribly. And um, so do many. He had so many friends between Yale and Monmouth College and my town and across all of New Jersey and all the men that he affected that are really getting affected that have PTSD from it all and night terrors from what they witnessed, a good man, and they reach out to me. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice, too. I just wish he was here. Sure, of course. Um it's a young man who made uh, such an impact on so many different lives and yeah. communities from an Alp into Yale and to our country. Um, yeah. You know, a, a true patriot and a hero um, who should be honorably remembered um, and we admire for, your for all the time. too, going through this and everything that you're trying to do and bring to light. That's the only way for the public to know is for me to do something. And I, and I say, if no one's in trouble... Expect to march on Washington because, you know, I see it forever, all little things in the, out there. And this is a big one. It's a big problem. Someone should be in trouble. Big trouble. It should yeah. never happen again to not only mm-hmm. my son, any other child going there. Right. Or across, the, really, the military, the atrocities that are going on. It's a big problem. And people should really care. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and hopefully... The truth uh, comes out across everything that happened, not you know, not just with Kyle, but everything that's going on. And uh, long term, that there are proper protocols put in place for medical and for training that uh, 
members of all branches of the military can be properly trained uh, for domestic service or service abroad in combat um, and everything along those lines, but also that they are they uh, protected have the as well. Most medical support. If you're going through all that training, rigorous training, and, the, and those, you know, like the Marine training, uh, there's Green Beret training, there's the SEAL training, uh, they should have, it shouldn't even be an the afterthought. Top. It no, I, be, I hear you. I mean, it just really shouldn't. I don't even believe I'm sitting here having to say that it should have yeah. been there already. It's just insane. Should have a, a strong military, but a, also protected uh, military as well. Our men are not protected right now. Mm-hmm. Regina, as, as we close out here this morning, um, close out on, a, I guess, a, a reflection note, uh, sort of a, a celebration of, of Kyle's life here. Just what were some of the, the fun things that he liked to do, some goofy things um, at home with his friends, you know, stuff that was just like, oh, that's just Kyle being Kyle. <laughs> Kyle being Kyle. He liked to dance. He liked to sing he said he a could lot. do a split. He could do a split. <laughs> that's very yeah, that's yeah, impressive. It is. Very impressive, yeah. Uh, he liked to dance. He sang a lot. He was always happy. All the guys out there told me he was happy going through all the exercise. He liked competition. You couldn't walk in my door without playing darts or playing some game in the backyard, spike ball, make me play, and I was not good at it. (laughs) It takes practice. Uh, Basketball, (laughs) soccer, in the pool. Like, he just was a very happy-go-lucky, fun-loving guy, and you can count on him. Anyone can call him up, and he was everybody's friend. I guess he made everybody feel like he was their best friend. Sure. Like, everyone said, oh, he was my best friend. Like, how many best friends do you have? (laughs) I guess he made everybody feel that way. And he was the kind of guy that everybody in the military and, and Manalp and anyone he's, has ever spoke to me just said he was their best friend and you knew he can always count on him. He didn't complain. He just didn't complain. And he just, you know, he was possessed on being a Navy SEAL. He wanted to be on the elite team. Yeah. He really adored all those guys that he met through it. They were all like him. High achievers, educated athletes, just trying to do the right thing. Sure. Yeah. And you would think, you know, the support, medical support would have been there. And I don't know. Someone would be in trouble right now. Regina, hopefully, um, you know, over time you get the answers. You you certainly not only deserve but need um, to have that that clarity um, for for yourself, but also that get the answers that uh, are needed to make sure that, you know, the men and women in the military are prepared and ready to serve, but also physically, mentally, and emotionally protected. Yes, they must be. Thank you for uh, for coming in this morning and, and giving us an update. And uh, yeah, definitely feel free to keep in touch. We'll have you back on again at some point in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Town Square Media's Jersey Shore Journal with Vin Ebenu. Now it's time for Dan Alexander to give you a look at what's on the Jersey Shore calendar this week. Good evening, Dan. Vid coming up Thursday through Saturday, the Tom's River High School South Theater Guild presents Tuck Everlasting in the Tom's River High School South Cafeteria. At 7 o'clock each night, Tuck Everlasting tells the story of 11-year-old Winnie Foster, who meets the Tucks, a family with an incredible secret, from the beloved book by Natalie Babbitt. The musical features singing, dancing, and heartwarming performances. Also on Saturday, it is the Ocean County St. Patrick's Day Parade. Steps off at 1 o'clock on the Boulevard in Seaside Heights. And Tuesday, March 28th, the Ocean County School Counselors Association holds their ninth annual Spring College Kickoff Fair at the RWJ Barnabas Health 
Arena on the campus of Tom's River High School North. It goes from 6 until 8, featuring over 130 colleges, universities, technical schools, and the armed forces. There will also be a HESA financial aid workshop at 5 and 6, and an NCAA informational workshop at 7 in the school's auditorium. And looking into April, Saturday, April 1st, Jackson FMBA Local 86 hosts a comedy night at the Castle Firehouse on Miller Avenue in Jackson. That starts at 6. To get your nonprofit club or organization's event listed on the community calendar, click the submit link at the top of the community calendar page on this station's website. For Jersey Shore Journal, I'm Dan Alexander. Town Square Media's Jersey Shore Journal with Vin Avenue. Well, it's time for me to say goodbye and good night, but we do have a full look at what's going on in Jersey Shore news on our free Town Square Media family of apps here in Monmouth and Ocean Counties. Have a great night and a great week ahead, everybody. Talk soon. This has been Jersey Shore Journal with Vin Avenue, a public affairs presentation of Town Square Media. Join us again next week as we keep you informed about important issues affecting Monmouth and Ocean Counties. If you have a story you'd like us to cover on Jersey Shore Journal, please email the host, vin.ebenu at townsquaremedia.com.